if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now at eight minutes past ten o'clock on this Wednesday, the third morning of the month of October in the year of our Lord, 2018. Hour two is a guest-free hour, so plenty of opportunities for you to have your say on all of this as the FBI investigation into um, uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh and his alle- the alleged uh, uh, I can't even say the allegations against him the, the the FBI investigation truthfully should be an investigation of Christine Blase fraud and of Julie Swetnick and Deborah Ramirez and Diane Feinstein and uh, Chuck Schumer and Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and Maisie Hirono that's what the FBI investigation should be of. Because they're the ones who are bringing forward this incredible fraud, this smear campaign against a decent and honorable man looking to serve his country in the United States Supreme Court. So let's phrase that properly. Anyway, the FBI investigation, however you term it, is scheduled to end today. And we could be seeing a vote as early as Friday or Saturday uh, from the full Senate to confirm Judge, Judge Kavanaugh and make him Justice Kavanaugh. So guest free, which means time for you to call 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. I want to hit uh, Christine Blase Ford's uh, lies once again here, this time talking again about uh, what she said. Now it's been almost a week. It was last Thursday, so we go tomorrow. What she said about her claustrophobia and fear of flying. We just read to you the letter that was sent by her ex-boyfriend to the Judiciary Committee saying, I don't want to be a part of this process, but I feel like I should speak up about what I know. And he basically tore her ridiculous testimony under oath last week down line by line, particularly as it pertains to his six-year relationship with her and him never seeing one single ounce of her quote-unquote claustrophobia brought on by her PTSD from being held down by Brett Kavanaugh back uh, in the early 1980s at some point, place, or time. And he said, you know, we she lived in a very tiny 500-square-foot apartment. Uh, it had one door. She never complained. She flew all the time, including on little prop planes, which do give a lot of people who do have fear of flying problems, uh, without any complaints whatsoever. I did see her uh, uh, do other things, including prep a friend for a polygraph examination, so she had plenty of experience on how to make sure that you can beat those. So I just read that letter to you, but I want to hit the flying part of this a little bit more, in large part 
because of exactly what she said during her direct testimony when questioned by the uh, former, or excuse me, the federal sex crimes prosecutor in Maricopa County, Arizona, Rachel Mitchell. Listen to this exchange and, and then ask yourself why you should believe one single word that Dr. Christine Blase Fraud ever says when you hear her um, be cornered like this. Have there been other things then that have contributed to the anxiety and PTSD that you suffered? Well, I think there's sort of biological predispositions that everyone in here has for particular disorders, so I can't rule out that I would have some biological predisposition to be what about know, an anxious in- type person. What about environmental? Um, environmentally, uh, not that I can think of. Certainly no, nothing as striking as that event. Okay. You would not submit to an interview with the committee because of your fear of flying. Is, is that true? Well, I was willing, I was hoping that they would come to me, but then uh, realized that was an unrealistic request. It would have been a quicker trip for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, that was certainly what I was hoping was to avoid having to get on an airplane, but I eventually was able to uh, get up the gumption with the help of some friends and get on the plane. In fact, you fly fairly frequently for your hobbies and you've had to fly for your work. Is that true? Correct, unfortunately. I also saw on your CV that you list the following interests of surf travel and you, in parentheses, put Hawaii, Costa Rica, South Pacific Islands, and French Polynesia. Have you been all to those places? Correct. By airplane? Yes. And your interests also... So I, I just... I, have to, I can't let this go. I have to interrupt this. Right then and there, Grassley should have slammed the gavel down and said, she's a liar, get her out. Her witness is no longer... Or her witness, her testimony is no longer relevant or credible. She just said, I, I got up the gumption to get on the plane with the help of some friends. I didn't want to have to get on an airplane. Well, but you travel all the time, don't you, for your work? Yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Okay, maybe. Maybe. If you want to just go, you know, full-on loco about this, okay, you can say, well, she has to travel for her work, so she has to put all of her fears aside and all of this trauma of claustrophobia from Brett Kavanaugh's horrific attempted rape of her. She has to do her job, right? Okay. But then Rachel Mitchell asks her, what about all of your hobbies? Did it take your friends to help you get on the up the gumption to get on the plane to fr- to fly to French Polynesia for pleasure? Did it did it did you have to get up the gumption and need the help of friends to help you travel to Costa Rica and so you can go surfing for pleasure? You're going to try to tell us that you have claustrophobia brought on by an event that never happened, being pinned down by Brett Kavanaugh, that makes it so bad you can't get on airplanes, but you get on airplanes all the doggone time for work and for pleasure. Credibility gone. Out. See ya. Eventually was able to uh, get up the gumption with the help of some friends and get on the plane. In fact, you fly... And fairly her frequently phony voice, Dr. Fraud's phony, broken, intimidated, kind of terrified voice. I was able to get up the gumption with 
the help of some friends. This this dramatic pausing about I'm so scared to be here. The only thing she's afraid of is the inside of a gosh blasted prison cell, which is where I hope she ends up for her lies under oath. These and your you've had to fly for your work. Is that true? Correct. Unfortunately. I also saw on your CV that you list the following interest of surf travel and you... Surf travel. I have to get up the gumption to get on the airplane. It takes friends to help me get on the airplane to go surfing in exotic locations because Brett Kavanaugh once held me down at a time and a place I can't remember. So I, I have to get up gumption to go surf traveling. In parentheses, put Hawaii, Costa Rica, South Pacific Islands, and French <laughs> Polynesia. Have you been all to those places? Correct. By airplane? Yes. And your interests also include oceanography, uh, Hawaiian and Tahitian culture. Did you travel by air as a part of those interests? Correct. Okay. Correct. Don't you just want correct? I want the questioner to then say, then why did you lie about not being able to fly to come out here and testify on Monday when you were being requested? Why did you lie? Why are you continuing to lie about needing the gumption to get on an airplane to come and see us? I want somebody to just say this stuff directly. I'm tired of tippy toeing around. She's a victim. She's a she's a survivor. You can't question survivors and victims with with uh, uh, you know with with brutal honesty. You can't question them aggressively because now you're re-victimizing them. Only if they were victims in the first place, which she clearly was not. Thank you very much. Easier for me to travel going that direction when it's a vacation. It's easier for me to travel going that direction when it's a vacation. So I'm not claustrophobic in the confines of a flying tube, otherwise known as a jet, when I'm going on vacation. But if I'm going on a jet to testify falsely about a judge who's up for the Supreme Court, I'm really claustrophobic because of what he did to me 30-some years ago. Did anyone help you write the letter? No. Okay. After you sent your... No. That voice, just that voice, that phony actor voice. She tried everything she could to summon tears to her ducts. They would not come. They would not come because she wasn't good enough. Letter, did you or anyone on your behalf speak to Senator Feinstein personally or with any Senate staffer? Yes. Okay. I had a phone call with Senator Feinstein. Okay, and when was that? That was while I was still in Delaware, so before August 7th. And how many times did you speak with Senator Feinstein? Once. Okay. What did you talk about? Uh, She asked me some questions about the incident, and I answered those questions. Okay. Was that the extent of the gist of the conversation yes it was a fairly brief phone call all right enough of her phony voice lying cracking piece of trash testimony there let's move on to president trump president trump last night at a rally in mississippi 
kind of replicating some of what Christine Blase fraud did at her testimony last Thursday. President Trump drew laughter and cheers from supporters as he mocked Christine Blasey Ford, who alleges that the president's Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, sexually assaulted her when they were in high school. What neighborhood was it in? I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember. Prior to last night, President Trump had largely refrained from criticizing Blasey Ford, describing her as a very credible witness after her Senate testimony. So he described her as being a credible witness, which was his first mistake. Now he is up there in a rally mocking her and criticizing her, which some are calling his second mistake. I... I'm not among them. Personally, I would rather see other people. I tweeted this this morning. I would rather see other people call out Christine Blase fraud for the lies that she told rather than the president of the United States. But he's not wrong. Everything that he said there, and he could have said much more, he's not wrong. But the problem is some are calling it a mistake because of the, well, what do we want to call them? Squishes? The three squishes that we have to worry about in the Senate, uh, Republican, in the uh, Republican Senate including Jeff Flake, Lisa Murkowski, and this woman, Susan Collins, who was uh, asked by CNN as they jammed uh, microphones and cameras in her face last hour. Actually, this is this morning, asking what they thought of President Trump's, or what she thought of President Trump's comments on Christine Blasey Ford. This is a little hard to hear, but try. Are you comfortable with the president's attacks on Christine Blasey Ford? Are you president with the president's attacks on Christine Blasey Ford? The president's comments were just plain wrong. Is it going to affect your vote, Senator? The president's comments were just plain wrong. See, the problem here for the president of the United States, which is why this needed to be someone else making the quote-unquote mockery of Christine Blasey Ford. Somebody like, I don't know, me. I'll do it, and I'm happy to do it, and I'll do it on the national stage if given the opportunity to. But it's, it shouldn't be him because she is an important swing vote in this thing. Making her angry does not help. And making, of course, the ultimate squish, who is responsible for this FBI investigation, Senator Jeff Snow Flake. Well, you know, this wasn't going to end well either. There's no time and no place for remarks like that. But to discuss something this sensitive uh, at a political rally is just uh, it's just not right. It's just not right. I wish he hadn't have done it. Um, uh, just to say it's, it's kind of appalling. The president was not wrong. The president absolutely is right to point out all of the inconsistencies in Christine Blase Fraud's attack on Judge Kavanaugh, but he's the wrong person to do it. And Susan Collins and Jeff Flake, two voters, it's all it would take is two Republicans to vote no on Kavanaugh, and this entire confirmation process is over. We cannot afford to let that happen. Coming right back to your calls after this. So the question of whether or not President Trump was mocking Christine Blase Ford or simply pointing out her inconsistencies in her testimony, that has been raised as well with respect to the speech last night uh, that I was just referencing. And, you know, I think there is a fair, that's a fair question. It really is a fair question. President Trump, at that rally in Mississippi last night, you know, pointed out all of the things wrong with Christine Blasey Ford. It's a Rorschach test, is it not? If you're a liberal, you think the president mocked uh, a, a, a sexual assault victim. 
And if you're a conservative, you see a president simply pointing out the inconsistencies in the witness that make her not a sexual assault victim. And I think that's a very fair point. It's still a little bit too politically dangerous for the president to do it. For him to do this, instead of letting others fight that battle for him, puts the whole confirmation in jeopardy because it angers his enemies, people like Jeff Flake. All right, back to it. Uh, let's talk to Dan in Middleburg Heights on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Dan, go ahead. Uh, good morning. I wanted to thank you for reading those letters with the details because I thought she was a liar a week ago right from the beginning. I didn't trust her for one one second. First of all, <clears throat> my first comment was on this front door business. Who do you know goes to marriage counseling because you had, you had a dispute with your husband whether to put in a front door? <laughs> That's so very true. That's a, The whole story is just hogwash from the beginning. Well, now, now, now that we know it was a front door to put an addition on, she mentioned in her hearing also, I think people don't remember this, but she said she was guesting interns from Google. That's a far-left Democrat organization. Yes, it is. Okay. Three, if, when she was supposedly being uh, uh, Google, uh, raped or assaulted by, by these guys upstairs, why'd you run in the bathroom? Why'd you run down the stairs out the door? What'd you go in the bathroom for? That's a question they should have asked her. And then the fourth question is, whose house were you at? You just don't go down the street and walk in anybody's house. You had to know it either you know somebody's house or her friend's house. So then you could have found out who the owner is. Yeah, that's a, and, and in addition to that, which a lot of people have pointed out, Dan, and thanks for the call, when you left, when you finally did leave the house after leaving the bathroom and slinking away, as you describe it, where did you go? Whose car did you get in? You lived eight miles roughly away from there. You didn't walk. Where did you go? Who picked you up? Why won't anybody who picked you up, Dr. Fraud, why won't anybody pick you up, pick you up, come forward and say, yeah, I, I drove her home from a party in about that time period. She seemed freaked out. Something happened to her. Nothing like that has come, come up. No one has come forward. She can't provide a name as to who drove her home. Why? She's making this up out of whole cloth. It is an absolute fraud from start to finish. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And do not fail to confirm Judge Brett Kavanaugh based on the word of an abject liar. She's not a sympathetic witness. She's not a sexual assault victim. She's not a survivor. She's a political plant, and she's lying. And this entire thing is an embarrassment to the United States Senate and, quite frankly, to the United States of America. I might have a few more choice words after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Am I the only one who actually starts clicking along when this song comes on? Because I'm literally clicking along to the beat with it. It's just it's kind of catchy. Well done, Mr. Joel. Uh, 1035, now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. What do you hear in this Rorschach audio test? What do you hear? It depends on your point of view, right? Do you hear, do you hear Donald Trump mocking Christine Blase Ford as I have mocked her? Uh, all this morning long, uh, by way, by the way, of, you know, this is 
kind of important, by way of pointing out the inconsistencies and the lies that she has been caught in in her sworn testimony under eight. Do you hear President Trump last night mocking her, or do you hear her just def- hear him defending Brett Kavanaugh by pointing out the inconsistencies in Christine Blase Fraud's statements? What he's going through, 36 years ago, this happened. I had one beer, right? I had one beer. Well, do you think it was... Nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What neighborhood was it in? I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember. And a man's life is in tatters. A man's life is shattered. His wife is shattered. His daughters, who are beautiful, incredible young kids, they destroy people. They want to destroy people. These are really evil people. So was the president mocking a sexual assault survivor there, as uh, many have alleged, on the left? Or was he simply pointing out and defending Brett Kavanaugh, pointing out all of the inconsistencies? Everything he said was right. Just probably the wrong guy to say it. Let him, let other people do this. Let Hannity do it. Let Tucker do it. Let uh, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, let me do it. Let, let people who actually care about the process and who actually care about Judge Kavanaugh, care about due process, rather, care about the, the rule of law, let us do this for you. Don't do this, Mr. President. Your political enemies are just looking for a reason to vote against him. Jeff Flake now, of course, is appalled by this. Susan Collins says that was just wrong what he did last night. Just let us handle this, Mr. President. Stay above this mess do not sink down into it we've got this we've got this it really it really is that simple uh let's go to tj in cleveland next hi tj go ahead yeah you know bob you're not wrong trump's not wrong and i'm not wrong we're not mocking this woman we're just trying to bring out the truth of what a fraud she really is you know i have a fear of flying bob and mine uh, resulted in the vietnam war where i served with the uh, air assault unit the first cavalry division I worked in a, a, a industry, computer repair, which required quite a bit of flying, and it was terrible. I mean, a week before I'd have to fly, I mean, I was just like in terror. It got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. I quit a good line of work because I wouldn't get on an airplane. And I'll tell you another thing, Bob. You could give me an all-paid trip, uh, expense trip to Hawaii today. I would turn it down because I ain't getting on an airplane, and all the friends in the world wouldn't call, you know, uh, convince me to do it. The woman's a liar. She's a fraud. And what Blake and Collins has to realize with this, if she's allowed to get away with this, that just sends the message out there that anyone can step forward with lies and fraud and destroy any person in this country. She has to be brought to justice. This is not mocking. This is justice, Bob. That is exactly what it is. Well, it'll be justice once he is sworn into the Supreme Court, and it'll be justice once she is is locked up uh, for for her her lies under oath and and perjuring herself. That's when there will be true justice here, TJ. But yeah, the president is simply trying to affect that justice, trying to bring it about, and um, and I get it. Like I said, but he, you know, he's not wrong. He's just the wrong guy to say it. President needs to just focus on the midterms. He's doing these rallies. He's out there trying to rally, uh, you know, for Republican candidates so that he does not lose the House or the Republican Party does not lose the House, does not lose the Senate. Because as soon as, 
you know, and, and this is this is a big part of this. I'll admit it. You know, the the left has already said that if they win the House and Kavanaugh has not been seated, that he won't be seated. And if they win the House but he's already been sworn in, they will then file impeachment proceedings again or file impeachment articles against him. They'll have no basis whatsoever, none, but that's what they're going to try to do. So the president is out there rightfully trying to gin up support for Republican candidates so we maintain control of both the Senate and the House, maybe even grow support in the Senate a little bit, you know, change a blue seat to red here and there, especially the one in Ohio held by uh, Sherrod Brown, and we got to put Jim Renacci there. But maybe we hold on to both of those things, then we don't have to worry about this nonsense anymore. They can't be allowed to win. You know what I was watching last night? I don't know why. Um. He, I was watching the the Avengers, which is what about five years old, maybe something like that. Now it's you know the the Avengers. I like I, I grew up reading comic books. I'm a superhero geek, like a lot of other people are. I like Batman, um, uh, you know Superman, and so on and so forth. But this is the Hulk and Iron Man and Thor and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is uh, playing uh, is uh, Tony Stark, who's who's Iron Man, Iron Man rather. And he was having a kind of a discussion, pre-battle discussion, with the evil guy uh, whose name is Loki. For those who watch the movies, you already knew that. But for those who don't, just to throw a name to it. And he says to him, you don't seem to understand. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, because I don't memorize movie lines. But you don't seem to understand. There is no way that you come out on top of this. There is no possible way that you win. You can't because you lack conviction. And because you're wrong. And because you're evil. And again, I'm paraphrasing this. But it struck me as I was watching that movie last night, in between watching all of my cable news shows and doing all of my show prep, which is almost 24-7 these days, every single five seconds, a new alert comes across my phone telling me another update on the Kavanaugh story. But at any rate, as I watched that, it struck me. That's how I feel about Feinstein, Hirono, Booker, Kavanaugh, Schumer, Blase Fraud, Julie Swetnick, all of them. There's no way, there's just no way you come out on top of this. You have to understand that. Evil doesn't get to win. Okay? Evil doesn't get to win. You're evil. What you're doing is evil. What you're doing is demonic. What you're doing is wrong. And righteousness trump triumphs. Always. I mean, it always has. You know, the evil of the Holocaust was eventually ended. They didn't get to win. Good triumphed. The evil of, of and I'm just staying with World War II, of what the Japanese did. They didn't get to win. Righteousness always wins. It may take a while, but there's no way you come out on top of this. That movie struck me last night, and that's how I feel. You Demonic Democrats who have who have conspired to lie and accuse somebody of one of the worst things. You know, what are they waiting for? Why don't they go the full Monty here? Why don't they accuse him of child pornography, too? Throw that one in. We've already got alleged and attempted sexual assault of Christine Blase fraud. We've got exposing himself to somebody at a Yale party. We've got gang rape, serial gang rape, mind you, by drugging women and then all lining up in full view of others, according to what Michael Avenatti and his lying client, Julie Swetnick, had to say. Why not go on? We just Let's do the whole Megillah. You know, child pornography, too. Throw that in there. How many people did he murder and dismember uh, back in the uh, early 90s, too? 
Let's just get the, you know, because all of it would be just as plausible, and that is to say not at all, as what has already been said about him. Evil doesn't get to win. There's just no way you come out on top of this. Andy, uh, Middleburg Heights, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Andy, go ahead. Yes, sir, thank you for taking my call. Uh, how can how can these people on this committee, these Democrats, be judging anyone else or want any judgment on anybody else when one of them was lying about his Marine service, the other guy was fondling a 15-year-old, these two people should never even be on that committee, and, and, and uh, the rest of them, they're... They got a slush fund where they can cover their butts. You know, and they, these guys, how can you be judging someone else when you've done worse yourself? I don't understand how those people even, how they even lit them on that committee to judge someone else. It just doesn't make any sense. The, the Senate, that they have a slush fund when any of these senators or representatives get caught doing something illegal or something like that, and there's money in that slush fund to cover their butts to pay these people off. And yet these guys are going to sit there and judge someone else. Who the hell are they? Yeah, that's a very good question. You know that that is one of the um, you know one of the biggest things that uh bother a lot of us and it sounds like you too is the hypocrisy of it all there's so many members of congress who have their own skeletons in their closets uh so many demons that they've had to try to keep at bay and so many things they've tried to keep secret and as you said they've got a big slush fund to pay off their own uh you know uh allegations of sexual misconduct and uh, adultery and this and that and the other i agree you know these people should not be sitting in judgment of anybody however the the Constitution requires the uh, advice and consent of the Senate before somebody conceded here. So you go to these senators, and then you say, okay, well, what about the senators? What if they're all bad and they've all done worse things or similar things or whatever? And that's when you say, again, let's go to the Constitution. How do we choose our senators? We do it by the vote of the people. So let's just hope that the American people are watching this, and they know that Cory Booker is an admitted fondler of, uh, of uh, against the will of, of teenage girls, uh, You know that they know about all the other things you just ran down, and when it comes time to vote for them or against them, that they vote against them, and we get decent people of, of, uh, you know, of honesty, uh, and honesty and integrity in those seats. Uh, one, other quick, one other quick thing, and I, can I disagree with you a little bit? If what's that's that? okay? Sure, what's when, up? Uh, when I told you, uh, last week I called, I said, I think that... Uh, this uh, Feinstein and the Democrats were covering their butt because that, and there again, I'm sorry, I, I have to disagree with your herd driver for 20 years, had it be a Chinese spy. I, and you say that maybe it goes, goes both ways, but I think she did held this onto this letter to cover her butt. I have heard no one bring this up anywhere on any station, Fox or anybody, about this driver. We don't even know where he's at, if he's back in China, is he in prison? What the hell? She's driving around for 20 years making classified calls on her phone in the car. You can't tell me this guy didn't hear this stuff and relay it to China. She was selling out our country. Well, she very, she, she very well, no, and that, and that's fine, and that's a, that's a strong take on it, Andy, and, and that very well may be the case. I don't know either. I, I find it curious that we don't know where he is or what the status of that situation is. You know, once they found out that this driver was a Chinese spy and it has, has been working for her, driving for her for 20 years, I would hope that they are pumping him for, him for information. I would hope that he's being interrogated. And I'm not saying in, in illegal ways, but uh, I would hope that he is, you know, is being held and, and that we are using his, 
um, information that we get from him as leverage in our ongoing you know, dealings with China? I don't know the answer to that question. However, to your larger point, I don't think that she was holding on to this letter having anything to do with that. I think this letter was exactly what she and the rest of the left said it was for. And that is because they promised to stop Judge Kavanaugh by any means necessary, no matter the cost. And that means if we have to use this uh, uh, this uh, uh, phony uh, sexual assault smear against him, we'll do it, and we'll do it at the 11th hour, three days before voting, so we can extend this thing and try to push it all the way past the midterms. I, I, both are very, very serious, in my opinion, Andy, but I think they are separate situations. I do not think they are, uh, that they are tied to one another. Uh, Donnie is in Euclid next. Hey, Donnie, go ahead. Good morning, Bob. I'm going to tell you something. One, this is a, this is an excellent example of something that I, that uh, I can tell you. Just like Christians would give their lives to uh, defend and 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 share their God, these people would uh, sacrifice their careers and their souls for their God of abortion. And well. They're doing exactly that, Donnie, and I do not disagree at all. If you listen even to the two female Republicans who are so on the fence about this, Murkowski and Collins, it has always been about that. Whoever the president nominates, they said before the nomination, she better not even try to uh, to overturn Roe versus Wade. They better not try to reopen that case and uh, and have this person be the swing vote that that overturns Roe v. Wade. That's even on the Republican side. And yes, I do believe absolutely the unholy alliance between the Democrat Party and Planned Parenthood, the butchers of millions and millions of babies. The unholy alliance between them is one of the reasons they are willing to stop, quote, at all costs, or to stop at nothing and to, and to uh, stop Kavanaugh at all costs. No holds barred. They are doing this in large part because of that. They fear, even Maisie Hirono, Maisie Hirono, uh, the senator from Hawaii, who quite frankly is just, I, you know, look, this is a non-politically correct show, so I'm just got to say it, dumb. She's just dumb. You listen to her speak, she's just not a smart person. Okay, give her an IQ test and see if she can get two points to rub together. I don't think so. She's just dumb. But she says she continues to go back to say, even if he is innocent of all of this stuff on the sexual allegations, although she pronounced him guilty and told all men to shut up, she said it's about his judicial rulings. She has a problem with his ruling. She has a problem with his ideology. And that's what this is all about, that ideology, that conservative ideology that may indeed, at some point in time in the future, if a case is brought before the Supreme Court again, having to do with abortion and the legality of it, it might come into play. And that is their greatest fear. So I think you make a very good point about uh, the role that abortion plays in all of this. Thank you, Donnie. Appreciate it. Let's get a quick time out here. We'll come back and wrap it up with a few more of your phone calls on AM 1420, The Answer. During that break, I just tweeted another uh, great piece. Uh, thanks to my friend Kevin O'Brien, by the way, former deputy uh, editorial page uh, editor of the Plain Dealer, uh, brought this to my attention, and I read it during the break. It's uh, in the USA Today. It's a wonderful piece by Margot Cleveland, uh, headlined, 
Christine Blase Ford's changing Kavanaugh assault story leaves her short on credibility. Put aside Christine Blase Ford's emotional performance, her testimony revealed her as a witness whose memories change at her convenience. Yeah, agreed. Except that I would add uh, to leaving her lacking credibility, she's a bald-faced liar. Let's throw that part in there, too. Stop pulling your punches, people. Say it the way that it is. Call it what it is. She's a liar, a political operative, and they should lock her up. Let me say again, she is not a sexual assault victim. She is a lying political operative, and for her perjury under oath, she should be locked up, period. End of story. Let's go to BJ, waiting in North Olmstead on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, BJ, go ahead. I considered myself most of my life very, very liberal, and I've lived a life as a liberal pretty much, even though I voted mostly uh, Republican in my life. And one of the things that does concern me more than anything else is the lack of moral and truth that the uh, Democratic Party has gone to. I really don't understand how you can look at what is said and not see the value of the truth or the morality. Look at everything that they support. From a pornographic woman they try to put up as an ideal person to protect to this last woman that testified against Kavanaugh, there is something very askew, but I think it's appropriate in this time for this to be happening in our country. It is part of the awakening. I hear it in so many people's voices and change of just talking about simple truths and, and, and the lack of it. Look at every democratic city that there is, how badly it's doing financially, the crime rate, and yet there is a blind eye to this. How can you not, in the position, and many of these people are attorneys on the, on the democratic side, these questions, the law is not blind. It is lying today, and I, and I find it to be a very sad commentary, and I'd like you to have more thoughts on that. And thank you for your time, and I appreciate your program. Well, thank you so much, BJ, for the call. I don't have time to give a lot of thoughts on that, but I will say that I agree with you on almost all of that. And, and why are uh, so many people turning a blind eye to so many of these very important truths, so many very of these very important realities? You know, this is obviously a big, bold slap in the face kind of a story, but uh, there are many other smaller stories that are, you know, that have to do with the same evil, the same perpetration of fraud on people uh, that get away, they get away with every day. And your point about uh, many, you know, cities in this country led and run by Democrats for decades without any other new ideas being put in, you know, these higher taxes, higher uh, uh, giveaways of federal or of, uh, of um, uh, assistance money, you know, and uh, keeping people on welfare, keeping people on food stamps, keeping people beholden to the uh, to the government. All of these things are Democratic ideals, and they are almost always proven to be wrong, proven to be faulty, proven to be flawed. And yes, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of these things that people turn a blind eye to. I would talk more about it if I had time, but I don't. I want to talk to Al in Cleveland next. Hi, Al. Go ahead. Yeah, good morning, Bob. Uh, good three morning. things to point out. The New York Times uh, thing with this tax fraud stuff conveniently comes out this week when it probably could have come out a long time ago. Uh, and then two points on the Professor Ford. Uh, number one, uh, she started making a claim prior to uh, anybody being nominated, which leads me to believe that the Democrats have a letter on everybody that's on the short list. And number two, uh, Everybody forgot that she made mention that she keeps uh, Google interns at her house. And that didn't seem to sound kosher at all. 
Well, somebody brought that up. Yes, yeah, somebody else did bring that up that she was uh, she was housing or you know letting uh, Google interns uh, stay at her guest place, which was by the way, you know, she's trying to tell two different stories there about that door uh, being for for an easy escape when she feels claustrophobic, and it turns out it's for a separate edition of the house that they, they did sublet to largely Google interns. And yes, um, that's a very important point that you make because we have all seen over the course of the last several months uh, examples, and even the federal government intervening uh, uh, on Google uh, and their biased you know, search results, which influence and shape people's opinions of what's really truly in the news. So the fact that she has those ties to Google, who has such ties to Democratic operatives and so on and so forth, is something we should pay attention to. Yeah, and I actually did basically watch the whole hearing uh, from start to finish, but the one thing that really stuck out was the fact that uh, she claimed to have started this process prior to the nomination and the naming of everybody well so, she uh, she claims yeah she claims and, and this this part is very important too and thanks so much for the call al she claims that all of this started as a result of her couples therapy in 2012 but the democrats refused to make her couples therapy notes from the therapist available to the fbi how about that mike gallagher's next stay where you are in am 1420 the answer see you tomorrow Enjoy the silence.